Hello. Hi. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going. I'm I'm weirdly tired today, so yeah. I'm sorry if it, I'm kind of low energy. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little low energy too. I don't know if it's like kind of because it's overcast, or I don't want this to turn into weather podcast. But it's like I don't know. It's just kind of a sleepy day to me. I don't know. Is it overcast? I actually kind of. have not been outside and like I can't really I can't see the sky from where inside where I live. So it's I don't, know. I, I don't know if it's overcast. It might just be hazy, which is like, you know, an L.A.'s natural state. So it's hard to tell. Welcome to, Welcome to- Come On and Slam, <laughs> L.A.'s premier weather podcast. <laughs> Come on and rain and welcome to the pain. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how's it going? Have you enjoyed the wrestling this week? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm trying to get into this rhythm where I'm keeping up with like, I'm keeping up with WWE. And if I'm frustrated with whatever is happening, I balance it out by watching like good wrestling. Uh-huh. Also, mm-hmm. like if if it's bad, if WWE is happens to be bad, and it wasn't bad, it just. Uh, sometimes I just need a, a little, a little boost. Yeah, no, I, I think that's totally understandable. <laughs> I mean, I think like, I think when WWE yeah. is bad, it's very good time to run to the good things. So like, it's not that it's bad right now. It's just that it's not like very excitingly good. Like I'm very excited. I'm just very happy that like my son, my personal real life son, Sami Zayn won at Backlash on Sunday. Uh, Yeah. But he was murdered on Tuesday. So how are you feeling about that now? He was, he was, I was so sad. Yeah. I just, I just, yeah, I still, I can't, I still can't get behind Pesto CK. <laughs> Pesto CK. Pesto CK really assaulted your son. He really did. That's a little throwback, listeners. Yeah. To a previous episode <laughs> where we found out that Baron Corbin's real last name is Pestic, but you can also pronounce his last name Pesto CK. Yes. And, and of course, the canon is that he's Louis C.K.'s really embarrassing cousin, somehow more embarrassing than that whole whole group. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. Your son, your son got hurt real bad. Do you think he'll be OK before money in the bank? I mean, surely he will be. I mean, uh, he wasn't really hurt. No, real of, bad. Course, of course not. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, next week. I'm, I'm still mad they, that they I'm still mad that they just didn't swap out Orton for. Uh, Zane, because I mean, right, Jinder, yeah. Jinder and Sammy kind of still have beef from like, like Jinder and Sammy really had like the major on-screen wrestling feud up until the Randy Orton match, and then it's like, ah, I can't, I can't believe we're giving Randy Orton a match again, like again. I thought the whole point, I thought the whole point of giving putting the belt on Jinder was getting it away from Randy Orton because everyone hates Randy Orton at this point. Yeah, and it's like it's that old thing of a transitional champion where you're like you put it on someone that's not going to hold it to get it on someone else that Randy Orton doesn't want to lose to. And it's like I I think conventional wisdom was like Randy didn't want to lose to AJ Styles or Sami Zayn. So they put him on gender. So then there's a heel that can lose the title. But now it's just like, I I don't, I don't think Orton's going to win it back is the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think he will. I I would love for Sami Zayn to beat Randy Orton. I would like, like my actual, my like weird dream is for, for like this you know, the next few months to be like Sammy Zayn's 
reactionary tour of the WWE where he just like mercilessly beats every like shitty reactionary dude. Sure, that'd be great. In the company. Yeah, that'd be great. So that you see, yeah, you can get Randy Orton, you can get Dolph Ziggler. Those are the only reactionaries I like know off the top of my head. Uh, active in the ring. Uh, yeah, I think that's like the only ones I can think yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, they should be a tag team, Ziggler and Orton. Can you imagine that? EBDB. Oh, they. A tragic car accident <laughs> has left them both unable to wrestle ever again or tweet. That's dark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I was talking on Twitter about how, like, Randy Orton doesn't even have, like, the appeal that Roman Reigns does. It's like, when I, when I hear Roman Reigns come into an arena there is a reaction like it, it, I, I, yeah. it, it's either like overwhelming booze or the kids and the you know, ladies are like wolf whistling at him. And it's like, that's fine. Like that's all those babies, just wolf, whistling all those children, so excited those children, wolf whistling, but, uh, two year olds, I've learned to whistle. It's perfect. But, but, but it's like, like Randy Orton has like none of that appeal. And it's like, I don't like, I, I want to say WWE is kind of, maybe getting that but i'm probably projecting because they still employ him so i don't know right like like they can't keep him employed and not have him in the main event status like that's kind of the deal with him is that that's kind of how triple h worked before he like retired from like you know being in the ring all the time is like Mm -hmm. even though people kind of didn't care they still felt compelled to put him in these main event situations. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm overwhelmingly distraught by Randy Orton getting another title shot so fast. I was like, so sure he wouldn't for some reason, but yeah, I thought that this was him, that he was going to go away now. Yeah. I really thought that like go film in the next season of shooter. Oh my God. What? You're a main character now. Great. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. Never be on my, I never want to watch you again. I I really assume they would do the, the rematch clause like the next night, you know, like on like this past Tuesday and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's going to get his rematch and then like shenanigans will happen. And he's written off TV for a while, if not forever, but no, we didn't get that. Yeah. It's a bummer. And also, I, what I was actually really surprised about yeah. at what, while I was watching Backlash was that there were equal numbers of people, like, like I mean, afterwards, they really made it seem like everybody was so upset that Jinder Mahal won. But, like, I'd say that the crowd was 50-50. Yeah. At, actually, at Backlash, maybe a little bit more in favor of Jinder winning. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, fe- yeah, I felt... Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt like... That crowd, and I mean, Chicago is, you know, a, a quote unquote smart cl- uh, crowd where, you know, they're, they're a little bit like Canada where they root for heels a lot and, you know, they just root for kind of internet guys. And I think Randy Orton is the epitome of not that. So, yeah, I yeah. felt like I felt like most people felt like I did, which was gender is at least something different and something that leads to storylines that feel fresh um 
And someone pointed out that uh, it like uh, John Cena has basically all but announced that he's coming back on July 4th, which is a Ugh. Tuesday. So think uh, about that for great. a second. Like, I bet it's you bet I bet it's all American John Cena coming back to take the title away from Jinder Mahal or something like that, which is a bummer. But I don't know. It's going to be so gross. Yeah, it's going to be bad. But. I hate it. But it, but at least like having gender be champion like introduces new feuds and and like the crazy thing is is that the match itself was I don't know, it wasn't like anything special, but in terms of like an entertainment factor, it was like a billion times more interesting than the Bray Wyatt shit against Orton to me at least. Mm, there was no haunted fridge. No, th- I mean, it's like listen, I I I admit that I enjoyed watching the house of horrors but it wasn't like oh no it was it, like not it a was good not good it's fine yeah and so there was like an energy to the Jinder Mahal Wharton match that Absolutely, I, yeah. I appreciated and so it's like okay well if Jinder can get this sort of sort of energy out of a Wharton match I'm not sure that's all him but at least it's something different right so um I don't know. I, I, I really want them to mix it up. And that's like the last thing that they seem interested in doing, which is <sighs> expected, but sad. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like willing to give the like the whole thing of the benefit, the benefit of the doubt. And then I read that a uh, really good piece on Jinder Mahal in Vice this week that yes. Ian Williams wrote. Um, and I, I didn't I hadn't listened to the uh Jericho podcast that Jinder Mahal was on, but apparently on it, he said that he was really uncomfortable with doing the gimmick and didn't want to do it. And of course it was Vince who like, who wanted him to. And so I'm just like, I can't, I, yeah. Yeah. I am. And I guess it's, I just feel really gross about it and uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, even people who I see like trying to like, like be excited about it. Like I saw this post, I saw some post that was like, Talking about how he had a flying carpet. I'm like, no, that's still gross. Yeah. That's still weird. Yep. Just because, yeah, you're, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not, I'm not, I'm not pleased. No. Um, and no. I would really like, like he's, you know, he has been there like every week, you know, doing every show for all these years. Like he deserves to be put over with like a gimmick that's cool yeah i think i mean just just i mean you know maybe it's not exactly himself but it's something that just isn't so tied to i i you like i am bad because i'm not from here it's like that's that's very old and and i admit that like um that that same article by ian williams which by the way is very good so everyone should go check it out we'll probably highly recommend we'll probably link to it after we post this or whatever just to make sure everybody sees it but uh um it it did mention that you know he is uh, it's seemingly attempting to make it more of an uh bret hart in 1997 thing where you know he bret hart just started giving promos about like y'all don't really take care of people here in the U.S. And in Canada, we do that. And maybe it's at the expense of some of your, like, perceived freedoms. But it was, like, a really weird and, uh, like, ahead of its time, frankly, like, uh, like, 
look at just kind of the American zeitgeist, just like the whole thing. And so if gender can tap into that, that's interesting, but I don't really trust. And this isn't gender Mahal's fault. Like I just don't trust. No, I don't trust many people in like the wrestling sphere to be able to tackle that with like, nuance and a plum like i i don't think that's really you know that's that's just not something i would expect so like it kind of worked when bret hart was there but it definitely wasn't because bret hart was like the best on the mic like he wasn't it was just kind of it just kind of happened and there was a really good foil for him here in the u.s in stone cold steve austin which like made those two sides really interesting, but there is no Stone Cold Steve Austin for Jinder Mahal. There is, but also the Bret Hart thing was not based in, was not also rooted in like a specific racist kind of xenophobia no. that literally gets people. No, killed. no, 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 no. Of course, that literally gets right. actual people right. killed right. all the time. Yes, like so, like, I and mean, you know, I, I would be and harassed and you know having their like places of worship vandalized yes, and like, like, like that's not like Sikh, that's not cute to me yes like like people of this like Sikhs are are absolutely harassed and literally assaulted and murdered because of their beliefs yeah. so it's like you know general Mahal because of is, perceptions about whatever exactly and it yeah you know, being the Sikh is it, yeah. exactly so it, there is an extra layer there that they would have to tackle somehow and it's like they don't really want to. They don't really want to open that box because what it does is right. that if Jinder Mahal is like, I want people, I want Sikhs everywhere to be proud of who they are, and I want to be like a representative, that will be rejected by the majority of WWE yeah. live audiences, and it's like, yeah, they don't want to open that. So there really is no, like, there is no win here because I don't think he can really like make this work in in like a profound way without yeah. without making without exposing the audience in this really like awful way right so it's, and i it's feel like I don't know, do you want do you watch 205 uh you know what i usually watch like the last match on 205 okay whatever that is so Arya davari now yes. is doing i mean he had, he had like had started doing is uh so he's billed as being from tehran by way of Minneapolis. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, um, which I mean, I, I'm like, I'm not super comfortable being like, I can speak authoritatively on like how to have a nuanced take no, on, no, no, no. you know, the depiction of like Iranians in um, wrestling. But there seems to at least be like an amount of agency and he seems to be like, or at least if he's not having fun with it, he's really selling that he's having fun with it. Right. Um, and like playing up, like, you know, like he started wearing like really like fancy, nice shirts and like a bunch of gold chains and yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems more, even if it is a stereotype, it seems to be like, he's like, or he's at least really selling that he's enjoying doing it. Yeah. Rather yeah. than... Because Jinder does not seem like he's having any fun no, at all. No, he, he doesn't. And, and it didn't surprise me when I read that he... Yeah, he no, had, me neither. He had said on Jericho, like, yeah, this wasn't really my idea, and I'm not super into it. And it's like, it, I can tell. Like, I can just tell on his face he's not really... He's not buying his own character. And if you can't buy your own persona then it really 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 shows like yeah like in every major superstar that's ever broken through after having a bad gimmick it's usually because 
you can see it on their face and then they're allowed to do what they want to do. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin was known as the ringmaster in 1996. And he was really, really, he was managed by the million dollar man and he was really boring and he didn't really ever speak. And when he did, he tried to downplay the fact that he has this uh, Victoria, Texas accent. And it's like, no, like when, when he was, when, when those, when those chains were kind of off and he could kind of say and do what he wanted, he actually called attention to how bad that gimmick is. The pro- yeah. the problem is, is that I think that added element of race is there that actually prevents those guys from really doing that. Like, like I, I, because I don't know if the new day ever confronted how bad the original version of the new day was. Like they never mm-hmm. really said that they just went, wow, we used to be really weird. And then they didn't really like say why they just became funny and like interesting right. and more of themselves. And so it's kind of weird. Like Jinder's in this position where I don't know if he's really in position to go, wow, this gimmick was bad because the audience will be like, I don't know. It worked for us, you know, for, for the most part, you know what I mean? Right. I, I don't know. It's, it's tough, but I, he's a trooper. I'm glad that, that he's a champion. I've seen some people say that they're embarrassed that in this lineage of champions, he's involved. And I think that's a stupid take. Like, yeah. I, I think, I think it's, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like plenty of people who have been deemed to be too green or, or not really earning that position have won the title. And I don't remember ever getting a reaction like this. So I, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm, I don't think that's a problem. I don't, I'm not at all disturbed by any of that. I thought it was the right call. And it's like, if they can do something interesting with it and actually showcase the fact that Jinder is not bad in the ring. If you just, you know, no. yeah, he's really not, but he's wrestled the same kinds of guys. I feel like, and wrestled the same kinds of matches and it's time for him to just, you know, do, do, you know, be the champion, like let him be a champion, you know, but uh, anyway, I don't know. Um, it's, yeah. it's probably just a couple months before he gets like murked by, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura or John Cena or AJ Styles. And it's, it's like not a big deal. If they do, if like they do a like July 4th, John Cena, it, fi- it fits, it with fits, this, you know, I will you know, be it does. So I'm back. I'm back. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm back, Jack, to tell you how, that we really do take care of our, our people here in America. It's like, okay. Do you? John? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. But I see it happening. Maybe maybe what would happen is that John Cena comes back, it looks like he's going to win, and then Rusev makes his return and, like, kills John Cena. <laughs> and then Rusev is, like, best friends with Jinder, and then they, like, they have a tag team. And then they win all the titles. Ooh, this is good fantasy booking. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I mean, that seems very plausible because, like, SmackDown's writing right now seems to be pretty, like... Uh, what do heels do? They don't like America. Right. Cool. That's enough. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, I mean, we touched on this last time. And, uh, we like, did. Yeah. We did it. Like, I just don't think it's, like, I mean, especially, like, with Kevin, my my beloved Kevin Owens. Yes. Um, as, like, good as, as, like, good as he's doing with this, mm-hmm. it's still, like, can't you just let him do whatever he wants? Yeah, just, just... <laughs> it would be so much better yeah. than this. Um, cause there's like a stilted, it's like, he's still great on the mic, but there's like, some of it feels more wooden Well, and, and, than and, and, like past stuff. And, it, and it's, a, and it's just like the gender thing. It's like, you can tell that it's not his, yeah, he's his na- it. it's not his natural state. It's not his like natural yeah. inclination. And 
sometimes that works out. You know, you, you give you give someone kind of an out of outside the box gimmick and they run with it. You know, I know The Undertaker originally, that was a really outside the box kind of gimmick. And like, I know Mark wasn't super into that, but then he ran with it. And yeah, but it was it, cool. It, 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 it was, was objectively cool. cool. Right. And like, none of these are super cool. And <laughs> so that's like the difference. Yeah, that is a big and difference. And also, it, was, it seemed pretty new, right? This isn't like a new thing for. Right. This right, isn't right. a new concept. No, it's not. It's um, not. It's not. They're, yeah. So it just, it feels like lazy writing yeah. to me. It feels like, oh, well, WrestleMania's it just happened. We can just like. Make up some new stuff. Yeah, it's it's the stakes are much lower now it, for us to do good things. It's it's uncomfortable because like Whatever. the 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 old like natural neutral state of like the women's division was jealousy based um, storylines, which like you know obviously is like a, a deeply sexist like natural state and then the, you know they've they've gotten away from that thankfully but it's like now i feel like smackdown is mainly about like like nationalism or something yeah. it's like it's very like whenever whenever i get that feeling that more than one storyline is going on that has nationalism as like part of its its narrative i'm like oh like we we got we have to back away from this like we really really do right um so who knows although like what i what i what i am like without any inner conflict completely 100% purely excited about is brizango oh my god they're so good and like brizango and the usos setting up the usos as being these like you know super serious grumpy straight men yep. For then the new day to play off of because that's obviously what they're yeah, what they're going to do, what they're doing. Um, right. which will be delightful. Yeah, um, I'm not. And then I'm to not have... like I'm. I'm actually not psyched about it, but we can go back to it. Really? Yeah, yeah. We can go back to it. Why don't you? No, I want to know why you're not psyched about it. Because I, I don't. I think like you have Brizongo, which are doing like probably some of the best comedy that I've seen on WWE TV in like a really long time. And mm-hmm. and now that's going to be New Day's thing. Like, I don't think, I think Brizongo is endangered. Like, I think once New Day comes back and they become the thing, like, what is, like, SmackDown didn't even have a tag team match on WrestleMania this year. It's like, why, are, right. why, why would we assume that anything down the card, tag team wise, is going to get any sort of play? You know what I mean? Well, I think that, I mean, my, my thinking was that, um, once the new day came, Brizongo would end up in kind of like an Enzo, like best scenario in kind of an Enzo and Cass situation where like, maybe they're not getting title matches, but they're still prominent in the card and they're still like being used to like hype up the audience and be really entertaining. Right. Um, Yeah. Which I hope so. I think there's like, there's no, that was like, that was my immediate, that's where I, my mind immediately went. Um, I mean, I, I I love the new so. I love the new day, but I've I've also like they just came back on Tuesday. Like we didn't see it. Apparently they right. had, they came out afterward. But it's like I want. Well, they were on. They were, they were on, on talking, talking smack. And but I want another month or two of Brizongo and Usos because that match at Backlash was great. Like, that was, it was fantastic. Really good. Yeah. And if you give me like another twenty minutes of that, and it's like, you know, it's like. In, in the moments where there was really good wrestling, there was really good wrestling. And in the moments where there was comedy, it was really good comedy. And, like, that 
it's it's rare that all that stuff works well together. And I mean, the Usos get a ton of credit for being able to like play against that really naturally. No, they played it so well. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. looked so angry. Yeah, and it was like if you you can't do that kind of comedy. That, like, really, really, really classic, like, Merck's Brothers slapstick. Oh, yeah. Unless you have, like, an equally good, like, straight man to play off. They, they were very good straight Annoy man. and make angry. Yeah. Um, it was weird. It was actually really strange just as a comedy segment seeing how well all of those pieces played together. Like, like yeah. it had been very rehearsed, although, you know, it probably wasn't. It was probably a lot of just, like, on-the-cuff stuff. But it was... Um, yeah, I don't know. It was really good. So your yeah. your hope is that New Day will come in, like, and kind of take take over the top spot against the Usos, which, like, I expect that to happen too, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I just I am not going to delude myself into thinking like, okay, the New Day is coming back, but still, right. regardless of that, we're we're going to keep this Breezango Usos right. uh, rivalry, and like, I don't think that's I don't think that's in the cards. Mm-hmm. Um. That would be really fun. But I feel like the other, you know, the next option after that of having Breezango like still do matches with the Usos, do matches against the New Day, do matches against everybody in the tag team division, um, continuing to do this like goofy shit and hopefully like playing off of people who can do that. I don't know who can... Not be straight men as well as the Usos, because I can't picture anybody in that division who can, like, no. maintain that level of serious. Like, I guess the Ascension would be, like, like that would closest? be, like, a really goalpost for right. them. Yeah. That would be, like, that would be a really good place for them to yeah. go. Yeah. Um, and I don't know enough about them. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of their stuff to, like, be able to tell you, like, oh, I think they've got it in they, them. They, to, they, I have no fucking they idea. They might be capable, but I don't know. I think the Usos have... That I think you have to understand comedy to understand being a straight man. You know what right, I mean? Right, exactly. So, yeah. like, I think the Usos get that because I think their natural state is pretty, like, jocular. Um, at least from yeah. what I can tell from Total Divas, which is obviously a very, like, excellent representation of all their personalities, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but no, but they seem like... But they seem, they, seem, they seem with it. I mean... We've had, like, you know, we've had small experiences with, like, documentary crews doing yeah, stilted fake shit. And, like, it's really hard to be entertaining. It is, yeah. And, like, to be, like, natural and, like, funny. Yeah. And, so, they, and they are really they good at it. They seem to do okay. So I, I, assume that they, yeah. I assume that they do understand that stuff. And, you know, like, I, don't, I cannot at all say that the Ascension does. I mean, like, Connor looks yeah. like just, like, a refrigerator, like, grew a soul. And Victor's just like a tiny, <laughs> tiny rat man. So like I don't, I don't know. I just don't see it. But but I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a team. Uh, it, it's it's kind of weird because the tag division on SmackDown is like, um, it's weirdly stacked. But it actually, I was gonna I was gonna make this observation a little bit earlier. But it's like I feel like when you think about it, it's like Rusev, Cena, and well, Rusev and Cena are both out right now, but they're coming back. Mm-hmm. And you've got a lot of you. You actually have a lot of people on SmackDown. It feels like, and you do, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not saying Raw is good for being three hours, but I'm also like, I, I do feel like stuff's getting left off of SmackDown every week. I mean, like American Alpha, they're not doing anything. I really enjoy them. 
Um, oh, I don't like them at all. You don't like them? So, no. I think they're good suplex boys. They do good I think they're boys. so boring. Yeah. Well. I find them extremely they are, boring. They are main roster very boring. I agree with that. I thought they were very good on NXT, but they, yeah. Yeah, they're a little boring. I don't know. So, they, yeah. They've got a depth issue on SmackDown, I think. I think they've mm-hmm. got a little too much they're working with. And I don't know where it where it goes. Like, I, you can't go back to Raw and they can't. I don't, I don't know. I don't think they should add an hour. So, just, I don't know. So, I, I think I sit up at night and sometimes worry about the roster depth. I really do. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like there are too many guys. There are too many people on every roster that i'm like well they're hoarding they're hoarding they are talent, hoarding right? and, and they did have you know a year like two years ago where i i think like literally 30 people were injured at once so it's like i guess it makes sense but i'm also like yeah like i'm just so worried about brizongo i think is really like the the ultimate point i'm so worried that they're i get feel like out. they are I feel like people are enjoying them enough. They are and very that, And they're getting... And if there's anything, like, I feel like I can rely on the WWE to do, it's <laughs> if something they do immediately has, like, a, a big response, they're going to give it to us until we hate it. Yeah, no, that's true. They definitely did it to the New Day. and they definitely Unless did it's, it like, a very cast. special case. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, look at James... That's why oh, we have James God. Ellsworth on TV every week. on TV. It's crazy. Yep. It's crazy that he's still on TV. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Kev, you, you mentioned Kev. You uh, sent me a little PSA he filmed for seatbelt safety. It's lovely. It is lovely. But I almost wanted, I, it almost felt like at the end of it, because it's only like a 15 second spot. I, 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 it seemed like he wanted to call me an idiot. He was like, uh, listen. 50% of people who die in car accidents are wearing their seatbelt, idiot. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Like, he was gonna. Oh my god, that would be. Oh my god, I'm losing my mind. Like, say, face of like, as the face of America, he has to do all these PSAs now, but he does them, like, as his, like, really mean, yeah, trash talking totally. heel persona. Yeah, he's like, how, I how, want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how dumb are you for not putting on your seatbelt? You know, 50% of people who die in car accidents do that? God, how dumb can you be? <laughs> like, I it just it I love him, but I'm not sure he's like a natural PSA guy. Like it always just no, seems but that's like, what you do, right? It always just seems like he's about you to do power. the trash talking yeah, PSAs. Yeah, I think you definitely do that. That'd be great. That'd be so good. like vaping leads to smoking. Don't you know that? <laughs> oh man, that'd be so good. You want to chew tobacco? Where your jaw's gonna fall off, idiot? <laughs> like, and you're gonna look gross and stupid. You look terrible. They won't let you into the zoo. <laughs> it's just stuff that's only important to him. <laughs> this is like increasingly I mean, I specific. Wish. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just hoping to get to a point where he can like be more just like have, I don't know. Yeah. Have more space to yeah. be himself. Yeah. No, I, I think of. Because he's my favorite I, person. I think of all. Yeah. I, I think of all the guys on the, on the entire roster that I want to see really take just 100% creative control of their character, which which happens about once a generation. You get, like, a couple of people that really, really, really just are, are able to write their character the way that they want it and, you know, barring a couple of creative decisions about, like, how matches go. Like, they, they just control everything. And it's like, I think Kevin is smart enough and savvy enough to, like, 
carry that weight and they're not really letting him do that right now and i i hope they i hope they change that but also i mean that's a matter of bad writing because it's you can if you're writing for somebody else you need to write for them yes right and you need to understand what their voice is and you need to understand who they are you need to understand where their strengths are Mm -hmm. and i get that if somebody's really talented there's a temptation to just give them garbage because you know you can make you know they can make the garbage work um and then you can focus on you know like right like doing more writing writing for somebody who's not very good naturally um but i that's the wrong temptation Mm -hmm. and that's the bad thing to do and that's bad writing yeah yeah it's it's i mean that's like this is fucking 101 stuff like and hire me yeah i I will write uh, i will do this please do this please yeah yeah we need that how do you feel about shinsuke I'm, I'm a little worried about my boy, Shinsuke. I'm worried about him, too. I mean, I read some, like, recap of Backlash. It was probably, like, Bleacher Report or whatever that yeah. said, like, the problem was that they they had Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle a Dolph Ziggler match instead of having Dolph Ziggler uh, wrestle a Shinsuke Nakamura match. And it's like, yes, that was the exact problem with Backlash. Yeah. Um, it made no they're sense. They're not letting him be as good as he can be, which is wild to yeah, me. It... Because the whole point is that he's amazing. Right. Uh, I mean... It, that that was really shocking because the the one thing I thought we would see is and I'm about to give Dolph Ziggler a compliment so like brace yourself, um, like Dolph Ziggler is really good at selling offense like he will he will take a hit he will take like a bump he will he will like spike his own head on the ground to make something look better than it than it usually does and it's like he could have been booked to make Shinsuke's offense look really, really great. And it, it, and he just, yeah. like Shinsuke was just always kind of wrestling from behind, which is really when you watch his new Japan matches, it's like, that's not what makes him interesting. Like he is, he is the aggressor in matches. Like he yeah. is the guy that's going to come after you. And that's what made his match against Sami Zayn so good is that he started, he, it was 10 minutes of Shinsuke trying to get in, like very, very, very powerful offense. And it was up to Sammy to kind of avoid that stuff. And that's what made it so compelling. But when, when, I mean, there was that, that matches both of them doing like their thing, their absolute strengths. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like you have this blueprint for like right. a perfect debut Shinsuke Nakamura match mm-hmm. in this company. Um, why aren't you fucking using any of that? Yeah. It's just, it's bananas to me. Uh, it's not like he had just come in. It's not like they, you know, nobody was fam- like nobody in the company who was figuring out the booking was familiar with his shit. Right. Or wasn't, you know, was unfamiliar, whatever. Right. I used a bunch of negatives and I don't know where yeah. I am right now <laughs> uh, in my sentence structure. Yeah. Uh, but you understand what I mean. It's like yeah. I, there was really no excuse for it to have been booked that way. No, no. And, and and it didn't even need it didn't need to be a squash match. I mean, I guess maybe they were resisting the temptation to have Shinsuke kind of dominate the match and then the feeling that Ziggler is trying to come back, like, you know, because that's usually kind of a face thing to do. Um and, right. and Ziggler is, you know, again, I I hate giving Ziggler compliments, but it's like to dig to dig deep and come from behind has kind of been his thing. And so you know, that's kind of a facey thing to do, and maybe they wanted to resist that temptation, but but it, it was at the expense of making uh, Shinsuke kind of look, like, 
pretty weak, honestly. I mean, like, yeah, really. It, it didn't. It, I then, don't, it didn't. It didn't make sense to me. And um, then they didn't. And they didn't make up for it on Tuesday. I, I didn't think they made up for it, but at the same time, I also thought that he and Kevin Owens had a lot better chemistry than he and. Zimbabwe. Oh, they have great chemistry. Yeah. Have you watched the Steen Nakamura Ring of Honor match? I with, like, have not. That's supposed to be. Really, I haven't seen it either. I really want to watch it though. It's supposed to be really good. Um, and I would love to see, actually, I would love to see like that rivalry. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. Since we're not going to get, we're not going to get AJ Nakamura rivalry for a while. Cause we've got AJ as a face for a bit. No, it, it um, wouldn't shock me if uh, I, I actually would be surprised if Nakamura gets injected into the world title hunt, like immediately. So I don't, I don't think he's going to win the money in yeah. the bank. Um, I think, no. I think either like. Uh, I think it's either going to be obviously AJ or Baron Corbin, and like, like uh, Baron Corbin would be a bummer and a half. Um, but I also feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But but that's neither here nor there. What what I do think I do think it's like kind of likely that AJ moves on from the U.S. title stuff, and and maybe we get Shinsuke Kevin for for the U.S. Title, I would love would that. That'd be fantastic. They would like they're they're both really high energy. Yeah. Um, they would play off each other really well. Yep. You, you know, having like Kevin talk too much and Shinsuke not really talk a lot and just kind of like yeah, it just right. you have very different intimidation yeah. styles. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like just making Kevin so fucking angry, like that would be delightful. Yeah. I feel like. Um, the uh, thing that that, yeah. that I'm I'm worried about is that I think I heard Shinsuke refer referred to as the rock star of WWE like yeah 140 times on Tuesday and I was like yeah I I, I don't know I I don't know I mean it's just it's it's just exactly like the uh it's like taking Dolph's worst promos like at the beginning of their feud about like the michael jackson mm-hmm. shit and like trying to condense them into like a compliment and i, I don't know that, that was like a really like meaningless observation and i think they're gonna call him that and it's certainly better than him having like a mega 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 japanese like like terrible gimmick like they absolutely could have given him but um i don't know like I just feel like it would be it would be fine if they had let him do a really awesome first match. I I, I, I would yeah yeah because then it would have something to stand on. At the moment, right. it's like there's not much holding that up. It's just no. it still just feels like you're do, using hype and you're doing hype and you're doing words right. and like right and you know it's which is the opposite of yeah. you know his of his debut in NXT, which started with that. Oh, it was bananas match. Well, yeah, um, yeah. It, that I've watched. Yeah. I've watched that match. I, I think match I've watched that match too. more than any other yep. match I've ever seen. Yep. Because uh, I kept showing, like, well, when the, I first the, started watching, energy, I started a, showing it to a, people. It's a perfect. It's a perfect match. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so fucking good. All the in-ring stuff. Oh, I know why I've seen it. Oh, yeah, why? Because I watched it on like uh, some. I watched it on some like crime site in really low quality like twice and then i found and then i realized oh wait no i have this account now i can watch it like legally and then i watched it yeah i watched it legally like in nice full definition and then showed it to somebody else in full definition so i've seen it like four times yeah it's really good um i mean it's yeah it's it's probably my favorite match because i've never been so exhilarated to see a match it was it was his debut i watched it live 
like Zam- oh, that's Sammy, so that must have been awesome. It was so great, and like Sammy was just like, um, perfect, and the crowd was so good because they, they all wanted to see Shinsuke more than anything in the world, but they also simultaneously were like, "Hey, Sammy Zayn is like our dude, like, right? Like he's amazing, so we're gonna give this guy the same amount of love." And it was just like a really perfect match and it, the in-ring stuff was great and and i wish they had done something like that i mean really I, right. I, I guess i just wish they had done the same thing i guess i wish they had just said all right sammy it's round two like you get the first yeah. crack at nakamura and it would have been the same kind of environment and i would have loved that but um, and they could have built that up really well. Yeah. They could have done a lot with that. That would have been so much more interesting yeah. than like weird Dolph Ziggler thing and so much more interesting than Baron Corbin and right. Sami Zayn rivalry. Because it's not like we don't like each other rivalry. It's like, oh my God, you're really cool. Right. And you kicked my ass and I have so much respect for you. Yeah. And let's do this again though because I really want to see if I can beat you now. Yeah. Like that would have been a really fun angle and it wouldn't, and I- it wouldn't everything wouldn't be this like these meaningless rivalries because once right. like after the shakeup thing um and the bringing new people in all those rivalries feel really like all those feuds or whatever feel really flat uh, i mean like aj kevin does not it feels like the least flat because they're both good enough to make that work right yeah but still like there's still not much basis for it no um no it's not built on much other than them just being good at their jobs right and if they're so if they, <laughs> yeah, exactly and it's like if they were so desperate to get uh shinsuke like some character work with someone that you know is a heel it's like they could have easily just set that up after that first match they could have had sammy yeah knack like go at it nakamura comes out on top again and then you know Dolph could come out and go like so what you beat sammy Zayn. everybody can beat sammy Zayn or some bullshit you know what i mean and it's right. like that would have been more compelling instead of just, you know, I, I, actually it weirdly, it started with the Miz on the day before the shakeup where it was like, the Miz is the one that got interrupted by Shinsuke and you thought that was going to go somewhere, but then the Miz got drafted to raw. Oh, that would have been great. And, and I was kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, you cannot substitute Dolph Ziggler for the Miz. Like that's not you really, really, really those can't. two things. Like they might both be from Cleveland, Ohio, but they like, they are not the same. Like they yeah. are not the same. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, they, they bungled the, de- even, they bungled the debut even... and now he's in a money in the bank match. That's really crowded. And it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if that plays to his strengths, because gimmick matches aren't really a part of like most Japanese wrestling unless you're in like a you know a, a promotion that does that on the regular and New Japan is is not one of them so right yeah I don't know I mean you could have even done something where if the match had been good enough if his debut match had been good enough at a pay-per-view anybody who in that who was you know in a higher position in the card any heel in a higher position in the card could have been like what the fuck? That was supposed to be my night. Right. Who the hell are you? You just got here, but all the articles are about you. Mm-hmm. Like, if it had been a really good match that had generated a lot of buzz, right. you could do anything right. with that. Right. That gives you a million opportunities. Right. So, also, why wouldn't you want to have a really good match that generates a lot of buzz? Like, I don't understand Yeah, that. I mean, I, I've that's always been, like, kind of my, you know, if there, if there are... 
like salient criticisms to be made for the indies um, from like the WWE's perspective. Like I usually take those and, and understand them and, and know why they complain about the indies. But if there's one complaint I would definitely give like going in the other direction is that WWE just seems allergic to wanting every match to be as good as possible. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying every match has to be competitive. Like you do want to have squashes and you do want to have like very obvious differences in skill. Like you do want those things to tell like a more long form story. But if you set it up, like, okay, yeah, it's Shinsuke's first match. He's like a classic match machine before he came here. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you, go all out to to make that possible because we know Shinsuke is capable yeah. of it so and we even know Dolph Ziggler is capable of it to be honest I mean yeah it's been a while but he's had I matches. would have had him against somebody else I would have I would have, I would have, had, I would have had him Shinsuke too. against somebody better yeah I would have um, I would have had Sami Zayn for the, like for the sake of chemistry right. and for the sake yeah exactly or you know yeah it, so AJ, AJ would it's have just, been it's good just too, inexcusable but, to me yeah it's just inexcusable to me that his fucking tag team match then you know two days later was better than his pay-per-view debut right yeah and it was yeah it was completely um yeah well speaking of new speaking of new japan we watched uh the flippy the flippy men the flip the flippy boys what'd you think of that uh i really enjoyed it i mean i really really enjoyed it i think um i was thinking about it you know right before we we got on and a lot of people like the matches like this have detractors that are usually like 30 to 40 year veterans like in Mm -hmm. in wrestling and they're like oh it's really coordinated and like overly scripted and whatever and these are also people that would say like you know randy savage had a match at wrestlemania 3 against freaky steamboat for the intercontinental title and uh, I almost said Intercontinental Chidal, which um, sounds like Intercontinental Child. That's not a thing. It's not, it's not a thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but it was like Ra- Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat had like a classic at WrestleMania 3. It's like the best match on the card. It's usually considered like a top five match like ever, you know, just in terms of it's really crisp and um, interesting and a lot of near falls and a lot of stuff's going on. It's, it's really good. But... The thing that it has in common with like Osprey and Ricochet is it's very coordinated. I mean, Randy Savage right. invited Ricky Steamboat to come to his house and get on a trampoline and wrestle out every single moment to moment thing that happens. And they did it like they executed it perfectly. And everyone's like, this is the best match like ever. And for people to watch Osprey and Ricochet and go like, this is overly choreographed. I'm like, well, okay, you're just being a curmudgeon. Like, I think it's, I think it is compelling. Yeah. They're they are telling a compelling story. They're both two of the best in the world at this, and I don't know. They're they're remarkable athletes. So why not let them do you know wrestle that exact kind of match against one another? Um, I, I know I dug it. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it, but also compared to like, I thought I thought it was even more like over the top than last year, oh, it, and like it, even it more obviously coordinated. Yeah, like the number of times they did the same move at each other, and right. it was like, oh, you scam. Yeah, it's. It yeah. was like I was also like kind of laughing because it's yeah. ridiculous. It is, it is. But I mean, what are we supposed to do at when you're watching wrestling? Right. Frown. Right. 
No, it's supposed to be fun and silly and entertaining. And if you're of the mind that, no, you should not ever have fun when you watch wrestling, that's your, yeah, you're a curmudgeon. Sorry. And it's like, Um, yeah. And like, oh, I was just going to say, and they were like, their chemistry was so cute. And they, you know, they they had their little, their 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 little little moments. Their little moments, yeah, and you know Will Osprey saying, like stopping Ricochet on the way out, telling me loved him, like oh I live for this bullshit. Yeah. Come on, yeah, totally. And it's I mean, great. I mean, like you can tell a compelling story just in the sense that like they know each other, that they are mirror images of each other. They've taken different paths, but when they step into the ring, they're like, well, we have to do all the stuff that makes us unique, but it happens to kind of mirror the other person. And it's like, right. Like that's compelling. Like, it's not that they're doing this every single night against every single uh, junior heavyweight. It's like, like Ricochet's not going out no. trying to have the same match with like Jushin Thunder Liger. He can't. So it's like, uh, you know, I think it's like, okay, these two guys are in their prime and they do the flippy shit. So do let them do the flippy shit. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's perfectly fine. And I thought, um like the the crescendo at the end was really good i thought they had like a good exchange of offense and the crowd was, it was yeah it crowd was, so was fun. super into it um which is always like fun so yeah i love it i love this tournament like it's been a really good tournament so far i need to watch more of it yeah i uh there's just a lot it, there's a lot i mean there's <laughs> I was, a lot i was meaning to i was meaning to stay up and watch them but then i got tired and went to bed yeah um, there, there's a I lot i need to like and uh, I need to like set stuff on my calendar though. I mean, I'm getting better at, at you know watching New Japan stuff. I just need right. to know in advance, so I'm not like always trying to play catch up. Yeah. Um, I guess also we uh, we missed folks. We I got sick, so we couldn't go to PWG last week, and I feel really bad about it. But I guess afterwards they like uh, did a, um, a like a YouTube promo where uh, the Young Bucks poisoned and killed Adam Cole. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's kind of great. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Kenny, like, you know, they, uh, they're like asking Kenny Omega, like, can we just do like one more too sweet with him? And, you know, and like, super, like 1930s super villain Kenny Omega says, no, you have to poison his monster energy drink. <laughs> and it's like it's done in black and white. That's and they like, amazing. the death scene. So it's really goofy. Yeah. Yeah. I need so, to, go, I need to track that down. That's awesome. That's really good. I can just send it to you. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I don't watch all of their YouTube stuff because no. there's so much of it. There's a lot. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. Those young bucks are prolific for sure. Yeah. Those are prolific YouTubers. Yes, they are. They know they know their brand. They know their audience. They do. Well, yeah. I'm trying to, like, that was all the. Oh, yeah. oh, God. And I mean, we didn't actually, we didn't talk about TakeOver at all. Oh, yeah. Well, which... Alistair Black is oh oh uh, takeover itself yeah yeah that's a good point not yeah. not the not the Wednesday show uh sorry if you have more oh, to say about the Young Bucks and their YouTubing no, YouTube branding and their I don't I don't that's so that's so weird I feel like takeover was like weeks ago that's how much wrestling is on right now it's like I feel I like know. it's been weeks um that UK match UK title match was like that was so good, really good. Yeah, that oh was. Oh my god, really it just good. Did, like that was so nicely structured. Yeah. It had a really nice build, which is often like my complaint about WWE yes. matches is they don't feel like they build enough to me. But that one built so nicely. It, it built really um, well. Yeah, I love to like be to feel kind of eh in the beginning and then be totally proven wrong. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite feelings in a wrestling match. Yeah. Um, 
Actually, no, my favorite, favorite feeling is, is to be like, this is really good, and then be proven wrong that it's even better than good. <laughs> yeah. But that's like a very rare experience. Um, no, they were so good. And uh, what's the new, the new, uh, the new boy? Pete Dunn is, yeah, Pete Dunn. Is that his name? Yep. Pete Dunn. He's got like such a good look. He's got a good very look. Unique to me. Yep. And like a really unique vibe. And his voice is like real deep and kind of like, like it's right out of a Guy Ritchie movie. It's crazy. It's yeah, he's great. yeah. Um, and Tyler Bate is so like I, I like feel like Tyler he's gonna Bate. serve me. I feel like he's gonna serve me like uh, some like small batch whiskeys yes. and like tell me all about them. Yep. And you know we're gonna like exchange Twitter handles at the end of the night. Yeah. Like yeah. he feels like very like this very like affable hipster bartender to me. Yeah. And and he also happens to be like. He's 20 and he has like the in-ring savvy he's also, yeah, of, of like a 35 year old. Like it's, yeah. it's like, I'm like, I'm really blown away. I, I, I think Pete Dunn has a more interesting upside right now, but you look at, you could look at Tyler Bate and it's like, I cannot believe that kid is that young and he's, and he has, he's so fucking and, and he has that kind yeah. of command in the ring. I'm like, whoa, like that's. That's like frightening. I mean, it's it's really crazy. I'm trying to think back. I'm trying to think back to like whose stuff I've seen being that young. Oh, I think I, I've, yeah, I don't know. And who like I I guess I've seen I, there's like a Steen Generico match for when they're both like around 20. Yeah, when they're babies. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's like there's more rust there. There's more like, I don't know what I'm doing there than you see with like yeah. Tyler Bate now. Like, no, no offense to them. They're just like no, my favorite no, babies, my favorite sons of all my sons. But yeah, so I'm very, very excited to see him like I I you know what? I, I guess I would I, I would say Rey Mysterio. Like Rey Mysterio is he was kind of in his like really early twenties when he broke into WCW. So like 96 97 and he was having like insane matches with people and that's like the last time it's 20 years ago so it's like that's yeah, that's a big shit. that's a big compliment <laughs> you know it's like yeah these are some like serious comparisons serious serious, serious comparisons but it's like i can't remember yeah. i mean it's like that's the youngest guy that i think i've seen that i thought oh like he's really good and yeah i can't believe how young i mean uh, Pete dunn's only 23 but jesus but tyler bait what are they doing in england i don't know but uh you should and i'll link you to them too but like progress is the uk indie where they came from um mm-hmm. and they are in a stable together actually in progress so they're like Ooh, okay so like then they're all heels so like Tyler Bate, sweet little small batch whiskey boy, is like, like a, a really is a rude boy? small batch whiskey boy <laughs> in progress. It's like adorable. Um, that sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to link you the promo I saw. That was like adorable. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like that was incredible. I thought um, uh, the more I go back and watch it, I thought uh, Tommaso Ciampa's like betrayal was like one of the best things that they've done in a really long time. It was so good. Yeah, they're oh my god, they're like, very good. Uh, Those two guys are very good at what oh. they do. Um, I was very pleased. Like Gargano pushing him out of the way yeah, to take the ladder shot for him. Crazy. It's just like like tears like tore my heart out, and then like the betrayal coming after that, and then like 
Gargano like continue like the confusion. Yeah, he's What's like, going no, no, on? no, like, no. Reaching, continuing yeah. to reach for him. Yep. Oh man, like that's that's that hits me. That's like it that's was my big, shit. It that was big where time. I live. That's the like soap opera, beautiful yeah. Shakespeare nonsense. Yeah. that I watch wrestling. They for they they in terms sh- of storylines, they shamelessly leaned into that, and it was great. It was like just without was so without any sort of hesitation. Like Gargano is just like I'm gonna look super pathetic for ten minutes, and Chop was like I'm gonna look super beautiful. crazy for ten minutes, and it was just really, yeah, really, 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 really good. Um, and I, I have to assume it's gonna culminate at NXT Brooklyn, which like I mean that match is gonna be straight up insane because their so their cruiserweight classic match from last year was like was really one good. of the best and. Um, that's when they were friends. So this will be really bonkers. Yeah, that's how I was introduced to them. Yeah, just because I saw like all the pictures afterwards of them like hugging in the ring. Right. I was like, oh, oh these adorable. guys seem cute. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Like I, but I, I refer to them as like the the good boys in love. Yep. And and like they're you know they're keeping the kayfabe like through Twitter. Yeah. Um, which I love. Like they're really leaning into it. So I'm, I'm delighted by that. Yeah. Like heartbroken, delighted. Oh but, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I really like them as a tag team. I'm usually against uh, tag team betrayals unless they make sense. And I was mm. like, you know, I really like them as a tag team. It's a bummer to break them up, but I'm like, yeah, the betrayal worked. I mean, like Tomasa Ciampa has been, you know, he came into it as psycho killer. Like that's what he went that's what he went, you know, on the, that's what he wrestled in the Indies by. It's like, that's what he was. That's what he, yeah, he was. That's what he years. was. And it's like, okay, well now he's friends. It's like, okay, can a tiger change his stripes? Like, no, like he's tired of losing and he's tired of Johnny Gargano. He's tired of friendship. And uh, yeah, he's going to need people in the face. It's, it's, it yeah. was great. It was really good. And, and Johnny Gargano was such a good face. He's a really good such face. Such a good baby face. He's like, a really good baby face. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. He's wonderful. It helps. Like, it helps that he has very convincingly pure at heart. It, it helps that he has a baby face. Like yes, it does. It does. Like his little is. So he's a he's a real handsome, real boy. handsome baby boy. Um. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It worked really well. Um. Rest of the matches. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we could talk about us Oscar for like one second. Like I. I mean, it's great that she is now the longest reigning singles it's champion. So good in WWE history. It's so good. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, they used to yeah. have like Bruno San Martino and other wrestlers like Pedro Morales, like these old guys. They used to hold the WWE title for like five years at a time. Yeah. I really hope Oscar just, <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I like Ember Moon just fine. And I think like maybe six months ago, I was like, oh, yeah, very obviously she's going to de- you know, unthrown or dethrone Oscar. Uh, Oscar's gonna go to the main roster. Now I'm like, I'm ride or die for Oscar should just stay on NXT forever and just like kill everybody. Like, yeah, like I just go well, for especially, it. Especially, yeah, especially with like the May Young Classic happening this summer, you're oh, gonna yeah. get like a huge influx yep. of like new, really awesome women talent. Right. Because like I feel like the women's division in NXT right now is a little. It's, I'm, I'm like, I've seen all these people fight each other. It's a little lacking. There's not much. There's, yeah, there's not a lot of, uh, it's, it feels kind of static to me. So a new infusion of people will be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we've, so, and we've talked yeah. about how Ruby Riot, maybe not, is like, maybe not the, the, like the next big thing. Um, 
I find her very boring. I find her very hot topic. Yeah. Um, kind of. I'm kind of bummed by that feeling too. But I agree. She's like, like, yeah, it's like a bird that like got lost <laughs> in hot topic. Is what she looks like to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. I mean, I, I, I hear from my indie friends that she's very good. Um, but I haven't seen that yet. Okay. So. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. we will. I desperately think we need to see an Oscar one-on-one title defense, like at the next pay-per-view. Yes. Like I don't. We've had two multi. Actually, no. We we did have Ember Moon against Oscar, but it ended with shenanigans. Um, yeah. So yeah, I need like a good old-fashioned clean win, one-on-one match. Absolutely for Oscar. And I would and, like to see just her and Nikki Cross because I really I, I enjoy do too. Nikki Cross. I like Nikki Cross. A lot. Um, yeah. I, I, I love Ember Moon. I want to see more of that, but I feel like she still has a ways to go on the mic. Oh boy. Uh, like she's, really, really, really a lot. Oh, she's got a hero's journey to make on the mic. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I like her a lot. She's, she's, she's got, had... she's got to get better at that. Yeah. Yeah. She cut a promo uh, for takeover where she's like sitting in the audience talking about how bummed out she is not to be in it. And she's like not looking yeah. at the camera. And then she does look at the camera and it gets even mm-hmm. more awkward. And it's like, no, because I think she's I think she's so talented. She's so, so likable. Yeah. And I like want good things for her. Yeah. Um, and I want her to, you know, I want her to get better as fast as she can because I want to see yeah. her, you know, because I, I like you can tell she has it in her. But I mean, yeah. I, there's actually a uh, there's a match I, I really I, I need to find that's like this indie match with like this her and Mickey James and Candice LeRae and one other person. Oh, okay. That's uh, that like I saw a gift set up and it looked really good. Yeah. Sorry, this cool. just reminded me. Oh no, 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 no about that's her. fine. Um, yeah, I I don't know why they and yeah, my friends who've seen her in the indies say that she yeah, was she's great. Like, no, like she's they love her. Good. So, but um. Yeah. Well, like I, I, why they don't have Alexa bliss flying down to Orlando, like every week, like training people how to talk. Like, I don't know why they like, I, they should have her do that. Like <laughs> Alexa, you now have a job like teaching all the ladies <laughs> in the division how to talk because, um, Nikki cross is pretty good at it actually. Yeah, she is. Um, Nikki cross is like low key. Great. Um, and I hope, I hope they kind of like break her out of just like she's crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like and that like that's that like stable or whatever. I find it's really, a little boring. What was it? Me. Robbie came up with. It's a little like um, that they're like demon biker carnival. That's, yeah, that was that's what he used. Like, have you watched any of Winona Earp? No, I haven't. But I've seen. I've okay, seen all of the bad guys in Winona Earp look like sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all dress like sanity. They kind of like, yeah. the same aesthetic. They're, they're like the a bunch of um, They're like a bunch of meth dealers in the show Justified, which is like about like rural Kentucky, and it's like that. That's what they remind me of a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just kind of like demon cowboys. Yeah, just, meth dealers. Yeah, you know, same kind. It's of. all kind of the same vibe. So. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's time for her to break out of that. Although sanity will probably be like a thing forever, which is a bummer. But whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah. Like, which I feel like they're aesthetically. I'm getting so confused, and there's so many like. I mean, I guess they've been doing the like, you know, uh, distressed biker look shit for like everybody <laughs> all the time, and everyone's yeah. hair is you know kind of right. wet or greasy, right? And like, <laughs> like Baron Corbin is like the epitome of that like what i feel like everybody in nxt 
is kind of getting aesthetically. Yeah. And even what's his name? Alistair Black. Like, I guess he's got shiny pants, but he still is the same vibe. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I feel like if they're going to do this, like his, what his, his finish is called like the black mass yeah. or whatever. And he does all this, like, like give him a fucking hooded cape. Right. Like, just go for it. Right. Just go full cult. Right. Full, full, like culty dude with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. don't like mess and don't mess around in this like distressed biker zone. I don't want it. No, but biker zone is like a, a place I'd like to avoid generally, I think. Yeah. Or or at least just save it for like one person at a time. Like it doesn't really make sense to have like six people on your roster doing it. Um Yeah. I don't know. Um and in terms of like and in terms of denim, I feel like it's I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the denim is very like weirdly um like assigned to people. Yeah. And like another thing that bothered me was um Tamina like I really liked her like black jeans, mm-hmm. a black t-shirt, just like simple, yep. like uh, look. And then she came out in like that stupid cat suit thing mm-hmm. at Backlash that I hated. Yeah. And like I realized that nobody that you know you got Dean Ambrose doing like yeah I just fucking wear jeans and a shirt I like beating people <laughs> sure. up. Like that is such like a good simple thing. And if you already have that denim technology for all these like dudes. Um, to like, you know, the stretch denim that looks like real denim, sure. you should absolutely be able to assign, like, to me, you should absolutely be able to have, like, yeah, I just have a fucking black t-shirt and black jeans with holes in the knees. I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. That's a much better look. Yes, it is. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is the fashion corner. <laughs> no, good. I mean, I think we originally set out to do a lot more fashion corner than we've done. We did. Yeah. But, you know. That's that's we'll save that for the end of every episode. This fashion corner. Great. Well, I just it, like it's unfortunate that so much of it is the same. Yeah. So it is. yeah. Like I feel like, but like Oscar continues to have my, some of my favorite gear. Oh, her gear just is because great. it looks very much like you like let some kid loose. Right. In like you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, like someone's closet. I mean, like okay, find a put together a superhero costume. Right. Yep. And then, and then the kid's like, okay. And then just like grab all this shit. And it just like looks really cool. Yeah. It's like that kid has like good taste. Yep. Yeah. That's, and I, and she's been doing that, that, that gear or that. Yeah. She's been doing it for a while. Uh, for ages and ages. Yep. So it works. It does work. I just had to give that a shout out. Cause I've never, I've never said that that's like my favorite gear. I think of anybody. Of everybody. Hey, uh, just on my, just, just as a, uh, a parting note. Uh, on my Twitter feed, just announced Boss Baby 2 coming in 2021. So you're welcome. Did you hang? Well, Did there's you- nothing more to be said <laughs> after that. There's nothing more to be said. Boss Baby 2 2021. This has been Come On and Slam episode 6. The final episode. Of <laughs> the last Slam. episode of Come On Before and Slam. Before I go and rethink all of my priorities. <laughs> Next week, it's just episode one of Boss Baby Fan Fancast with just me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just me. Uh, anyway, yeah, we should. Uh, we'll be back. In, I, I, I'm, I'm going to guess we'll be back after Extreme Rules. We didn't talk at all about uh, at Raw. Least, yeah. But whatever. Uh, I'm not really excited about Raw unless Baby Finn wins. Yeah. Yeah. He had a good promo. He was cute. He did. He, uh. He messed up words, and then he said, "He oops. did. He did." He said, oops. "And then everyone, everyone fainted because yep, it was so adorable." It was pretty cute. <laughs> it's true. Okay, right. although I do have to say that it is funny that they 
all of a sudden decided that he and Carl Anderson aren't friends anymore, even though they had just That's aired video such a of them talking on the phone and signing off on the phone with I love, I you, love you. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, it's, that's all I have to say about Rob. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's like the worst thing that they've done in forever. So, um, yeah, but we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This has been Come On and Slam. Uh, subscribe, rate us, review us on Sub- iTunes. That's, re- that's good for us. Leave a review. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, you can tweet at us. Uh, our oh, yeah. Twitter handle is Come On and Slam. It's spelled C U M because we're cool. Um, <laughs> I am Twitter user at Hunk Tears. John. I am at Floppy Adult. Cool. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Okay, bye. <laughs>